Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, and welcome to The Gong Show. My name's Steph Postuma. Well... It's a special episode this week. It is our good friend and co-host, Chef Andy Burns' last Gong Show podcast. We talk about a bunch of stuff today, but it's really just an opportunity for us to have a bit of fun and do a podcast how we used to do it, talk a bit of shit, enjoy some drinks, and send off Andy. We had a lot of fun doing this one, and we hope you enjoy it as well. So let's get into it. Okay, we're on. Welcome to the welcome to the Gong Show. Welcome to the Simon's uh, fucking still drunk show. <laughs> Hello. We've got one hungover Simon Evans from Cabo Restaurant. Yeah. Say hi again. Yep, hi. that is me. Hi. I'm here. We've got one Andy Burns on his day off. I'm also here and this is very amusing. Yeah, and I'm Steph Postume and I'm here as well. Well, uh, look, let's just start off with the news. We've got a bit of news to tell our loyal listeners. I'm pregnant, so... Um, yeah, and by pregnant, Andy means he's... He quits. <laughs> I quit. I quit. Yeah, Andy's, Andy's not going to be a part of the gong show anymore, and we're going to be readjusting things upon Andy's departure. Me and Simon are going to continue um, doing this podcast. Um, Andy, do you want to talk about, like... You know, like I guess one of the things we always do is like we're all pretty honest about what what what's going on in our yeah, lives and sure. our businesses yeah. and things like that. And being and one of the themes that permeates this podcast is how fucking tough and time consuming and how much focus and dedication you need to be a multiple business owner. And I mean, from what I understand, that's basically one of the reasons why you you, you don't want to commit to this because you can't put the time in. Mm, yeah, I just don't have time. Yeah, yeah. and I don't like. I don't have time to give it 100%. And when I can't give something 100%, I don't really do it. Mm. And that's, yeah, I just have been feeling a bit bad sometimes. Like, I guess it's just fucking not, yeah, not giving it the attention it needs and not giving it the attention that, you know, you put a lot of work into this, um, Steph, and as does Simon. Simon and I definitely, definitely way less than you. No. Um, (laughs) And yeah, I'm just fucking busy and I'm pretty focused on what we're doing at the restaurant at the moment and just, Really, I feel like that's gotten heaps better again in the last six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just trying to get it all to a spot where I really want it. Mm. And it just takes everything. Yeah. yeah. I, that, I totally that understand where, that it. Is, that is where my focus is right mm. now. And, um, I think that's 
fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember being in that position last year. I remember there was a time last year where I I had a book deadline and I basically said to you guys, I was like, we, we're, we're not doing months. a podcast for yeah. the next six weeks. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I, weeks. yeah, like, or something like that. And so, I mean, that was a, a short term hiatus, but yeah, totally, like totally understandable. That the, hard, fucking... the hardest thing about doing these has been actually finding a time to do them. Mm. It's with like, all three of us. With everyone, yeah. The actual planning of the podcast is, is much less than trying to plan when we can all actually get together. Yeah. And that's, that's, it can have always been like that. And the, and the, and the, like, I guess the difficulty of it as well is, for you guys who have one day off a week or less, mm. essentially, like you kind of want, you want that time for yourself. You don't necessarily want, you want to be doing something like that's kind of work or a chore or whatever, like it might feel like in inverted commas. Mm. Um, yeah, you want, you, you need that time. And we've talked about why that, why that time, whatever scarce amount of time you have every week for yourself is how important that is to keep mm. for yourself. Sometimes so. you just don't want to commit to shit yeah. that you can't fucking show up for properly. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's basically yeah. <laughs> it. Sums it up. So, Andy's out. Um, so, yeah. No one else is in. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, I'm being replaced with, with a chair. We're, oh yeah. Well, then, <laughs> by the way, like for, for this podcast, we're also going to be drinking. So we've got, we've got like oh. five craft beers in front of us and a bottle of wine. What, what's the and wine? A bucket for Simon. What's, oh, the, what's the bottle of wine we're drinking, Andy? What's it? It's just a little bit of Funk Town, you know. <laughs> a little bit of something. It's got a Funk Town. I don't know what it is. Tell us. Bebo. Uh, Bebo, yeah. Marco okay. Barati, Bianco, Malvesa, uh, Malvesia. Malvesia. Cool. Malvesia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, 7, 2017. How's that tasting, delicious. Simon? He, oh, let's have a go. He would think it was nice if he um, wasn't so... Imported by Giorgio Di Maria. Yeah, shout out to Giorgio. Generally, his stuff's pretty... It's good. Yeah. It's pretty... Oh! <laughs> yeah, so... Um, like for the listeners out there, for the people interested, this this doesn't mean the end of the podcast. But one thing that we um, have been talking about together for the last sort of for ages, actually, is is sort of renaming and 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 restructuring the podcast a little bit. And <clears throat> and it it always started off as the Gong Show as a very woolen, like we 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 always started off, and we still are a woolen gong centric podcast. However. It naturally progressed into something a bit more broad than yeah. than just a Wollongong food we, podcast. We quite quickly it went from let's just get around and talk shit because we do that anyway to oh let's talk shit about a topic and then it was a hostility focused topic and then realised from there that all the about topics aren't just Wollongong they're everywhere mm. like they're they're, yeah, they're worldwide as it were like everyone all chefs have the same issues which is kind of why there's always a you meet a chef in any country and there's always a kind of connection and front of house staff and, and all kind of aspects of hospitality all share the same um, same problems and issues and stuff going on so like yeah. I think that very much broadened our scope so yeah this, this it's is... interesting you say that Simon because every chef that I know mm. whether they're from Canberra or I was recently in Melbourne and I I, I was visiting a friend Alan um, down there and yeah he's a chef too we went out for lunch and he listens to the podcast. A lot of my, you know, old mm. hospo connections and stuff listen to it. And wherever you are or wherever they might be in the world or whatever, they, they always say that you, they can just relate to absolutely everything that we talk about every yeah. year. No matter how big the company that they might be working in. Alan for a long time worked for Andrew McConnell, like yeah. across a whole range <laughs> of his different venues. Which is a different, um, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Which is a different kettle of fish to where we are. 
Make it also relate to Simon's fucking hangover. Simon's hangovers, yeah, on a Monday. Monday hangovers. Classic hospo. But yeah, it's relatable to everyone and, 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 and so one of the things that we, we were planning on as a, as a group for a while, which we didn't get around to, um, was sort of renaming and restructuring the podcast and, like getting some proper equipment and trying to sort of professionalize it a little bit, potentially, um, you know, travel with it a little bit and, uh, and broaden the scope of what we're doing. And, and I, and I think that sort of like came at a time as well, Andy, which was like, that would have been expecting more of you mm. to, to do that at a time for when sure, you, you, sure. you weren't able to, to, to commit to that. And, and, and so that's a natural thing. So Simon and I are going to continue. I'm about to go overseas for the three weeks and, um, yeah. And then when we come back, the, the, the first episode back will be a new name and a new podcast and m- me and Simon joined by whoever we might find or maybe just ourselves. Hopefully we'll yeah. on the next guest. Yeah. Well, hopefully. <laughs> Andy will definitely, definitely get you back in uh, for a, uh, for a guest appearance on future episodes of the yet to be named yeah. a new we've reached I out to every chef again. Yeah. <laughs> we're done. We're done. We're to talk about. but uh yeah you know we've had a we've had a turnover of 20 25 percent when it comes to you know members of this podcast yeah. so 30 percent 33 33 percent they are hard times but they are exciting times <laughs> and um you know so Andy's out and we'll be continuing the podcast when we get back. So this, this last one that we're going to be doing, the last gong show is very much back to the roots of what the gong show always was. We're going to talk a bit of shit. Crack we're going to drink a bit of, shit. we're going to drink a bit of alcohol. <laughs> we're going to drink some beers and some wine. Um, and chat. So I guess let, let's, let's open one of these beers. Let's taste these beers. All right. Let's so start with the Sean Blissett. Which one do you want? Special. The, the Wayward. Oh, the Wayward. Yeah. The Raspberry Berliner Weiss from Wayward Brewing. Thanks, Sean. A dry I and, know you definitely listen to this podcast. A dry and refreshing <laughs> sour ale. Let's get into it. Um, that wins something. It's like top ten at Gabs or something like that. I think it was, actually. Oh, and I don't know. Actually, maybe. I just want to give a shout-out to... Um, Look it up, man. To, <laughs> doing, yeah. I want to give a shout-out to Crown Street Sellers, mm. who have... By far the best selection of craft beer oh, anywhere they're, they're, south of Sydney. They're lovely like, like, as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, um, yeah, I was, I was talking to Shane last week at a wine tasting and like, his range is, is pretty amazing. He did say, told me a fantastic story about someone coming in looking for an orange wine mm. and obviously not knowing. He actually told me the same story. The same story. <laughs> I was like, this is a great story. I was fucking pissing myself. Someone looking for an orange wine, like skin contact wine, which is why that term is a little bit confusing at times. And he had a, a bottle of wine from Orange, the region, and the guy was holding up to the light, <laughs> trying to see if it was cloudy <laughs> or had bits in. And then when she had approached him to see if he needed any help, he was like, no. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, 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 you yeah. fucking do. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, uh... You need help. <laughs> that wasn't a question. That's an understandable mistake, I oh, reckon. No, it is, yeah, and this is why that, that term, and why the people in the Orange region really hated it when it started getting mm. used more, because it was, it was very confusing. Amber. Um, yeah, amber <laughs> wine or skin contact or skin maceration or anything else is more useful than, than orange because orange isn't even the, always the colour it's going to be. Mm. Like it's, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, like I've been to restaurants where where you're, you're well, sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. Where you, where, or a wine bar or something like that where you're kind of chatting to the som about what you want to drink and, and they mm. might be like, do you like orange wine? Yeah. There's numerous people would probably go, I love, I love wines from orange mudgy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember <laughs> like, like when, when I first heard the term I was just like, like same as a lot of people like, like 
orange wine, like yeah. like wine made from, or is it for, like what, what's the go here? Is that a skin contact? Makes mm. sense. Um, yeah, quite a confusing term. And then Tom Ward, who makes wine in orange, decides to fuck things up and make an orange wine from orange. Yeah, good. Um, mm. Just to confuse them even more. Um, rhyme orange with orange, so yeah. it rhymes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Grandma says, like, if you want, if you want to get good booze in Wollongong, that is really your, your only stop. And it's also independent, which yeah. is probably one of the main things. Yeah. The reasons yeah. I venture up there. Yeah, yeah. like, and they're yeah. fucking both really nice dudes. Mark, yeah. Mark's legend. I used to frequent. We all frequented that when uh, had a share house up. Yeah, right. Hillcrest Ave, and that oh, was our on, local. On the, on the block. We used to buy a lot of booze from. Them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Handy one to have up the road. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Okay, um, guys, let's uh, let's talk about some things. Um, Firstly, let's thank Andy. I want to thank Andy for being a part of this podcast for 24 episodes. It's been really, like, I reckon it's been really fun. And it's been really rewarding. We've got to talk to some really interesting people and take a bit of time to sit and chat and go through some issues that um, that you you don't get enough time to sit and really sort of hash out and talk about. Mm. So thanks, Andy, for being a part of it. You're a bloody legend. Founding member. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Um... Do you have anything like? I mean, what do you? What's your experience of it been like, Andy? I think like I guess I remember when you you guys first because I I just interviewed you two with a microphone in front of me or us um, for the book and that's kind of where it started. And then you kind of like, yeah. why don't we just do this together like occasionally? It was a, it was <laughs> like a Throsby podcast for the book. Yeah, that's which right. Right, which because I just remember like yeah because chaos. Mm, the Throsby one where we did a full-blown wine tasting and drank about a bottle and yeah. a half each with no, no, Eric and Dave. I don't think that counts the wine tasting. That was just, just, just was wine, wine drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Eric ended um, up quite inebriated. Yeah. <laughs> I think Dave he broke won- some glasses. Dave wanted off for about 25 minutes. <laughs> Someone nice. spewed yeah. on the front steps. Yeah, yeah. The, none of us. Yeah, 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 none yeah, of yeah. us. It was just a child. Just a random person. Just a child walking past. Yeah. It was funny because between all that chaos, wasn't it everyone had kind of left? It was sort of just the three of us having an actual chat about stuff. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is super fun. This is, this is good to do. Which is kind of what led to suggesting maybe we do this on a sort of monthly basis. Cause it was actually just, it was like a informing and kind of interesting and honest chat about hospitality that you kind of have those you know, 10, 20 minutes when you might see someone you know who owns a business or is in hospital, like you know, passing the street, but you never really kind of sit down and actually talk about it. Because eventually, you know, if you, if you have just have a beer and try and enjoy yourselves, you talk about it for 10 minutes and then you'll be like, let's not talk about that. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> fucking stop talking about work. Even though it's, it's, it's very interesting and very informative to hear, to hear that kind of, hear people talk honestly like that. Mm. So, um, yeah, and I think it's the, the vibe we've kept, I think. Yeah. It's been fun. I've had a blast. Yeah. Yeah, I just, again, wish I had sort of more time because I think it's something that can definitely always keep getting better and, yeah. go a long way because I think it's pretty as far as uh, food podcasts or food restaurants you know hospital podcasts I've listened to I think it's actually pretty focused and unique the majority of the it time it is yeah. and that's why we've kept doing it I think that like a lot of the time we've kind of reflected back and we all listen to our own food like selection of food podcasts and things like that and like I, I prefer listening to our podcast even though we're the ones that do it <laughs> I prefer listening to this sometimes than listening to <laughs> you know like really well Produce professional ones, mm. not naming any names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, some like especially interviews, some podcasts, food podcasts are very surface level. Like they don't really go into anything. It's like, oh, so you worked here, you worked here, then you worked there, and you did this, and then you won that. 
and they were mm. there in the podcast. Mm. Mm. Well, I think we've always tried to not assume people can find that information out anyway and just talk other stuff. Like, which they yeah. can. Yeah, I think like actually the the pilot one was quite uh, was interesting because also those guys are in their first year of business. And not that I'm any sort of OG of owning a restaurant now in the third year, but it was interesting to see them talk about... Two more years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about the same shit. Yeah. Um, It was interesting hearing them talk about stuff that, like, I worried about or I thought about in the first year as well. And and I think those guys were quite kind of... um, were taken aback by how, like, honest we were and just like, oh my God, he's like the fucking printer issue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that just typifies this whole thing mm. like, I'll never forget Tom coming bursting into my, into my restaurant oh, can I yeah. borrow your fucking printer yeah, yeah, yeah. armfuls of paper and I think Jen's run up here same Jen thing, yeah. run up here yeah. and yeah. the same yeah. thing so yeah. printer's fucking busted so good. I guess sums up like, like not that would make a great podcast on its own maybe just, just, just talking other, about printers just printer issues that is bullshit what other here's, here's one what, what other food like podcasts are there out there at the moment than you guys? I mean, I've I used to love the Mitchin and um, yeah. listen to pretty much all of those. Mm. Um, I felt like that one was there's not too pretty many, solid. Like, I, li- I really like Lee Tran Lamb's podcast. Oh, I really yeah. like that she's, one. She's great. Yeah, um, she's amazing. It's just a really she's just a great interviewer. She's, and, exactly. And she's the dentist yeah. of uh, food podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I. I listen to nowadays a couple of there's a, there's a Munchies podcast like a Vice oh, yeah, Munchies yeah, Munchies podcast which isn't too bad it's mm. got like some pretty good stuff um, and I've always listened to there's one called Good Food which is on the KCRW like radio network in the states Evan Kleiman hosts it who's like a LA food writer and they used to get um, they used to have Jonathan Gold on every episode to talk about something, yeah, and right. uh, and they do they do a really cool because the farmers market scene in LA is like super awesome, like mm. just sick sick farmers market. So they used to do a market report every um, every episode where they would talk to a different farmer at the farmers markets about what they were what they had, what was in season, and that sort of thing. I'd actually love to do that once we get some gear and we can sort of go mobile, maybe to go down yeah. to the Kayama farmers market and chat to a couple of um couple yeah. of market like a couple of growers and things like that mm. um that sort of thing that that that's one of the ones that i really like to keep in touch with a lot of like sort of what's going on in um the states but outside of that there's not heaps um i listened to i listened to the pass for a while and that's mm. not going anymore and like being completely honest i don't don't think i really got heaps out of listening to that podcast i think mm. that was kind of what we're talking about on ter- in terms of um just telling you information about people that kind of yeah, yeah we already pretty, we already yeah, know like I, I think we probably take for granted that we know a lot of these things already because sure. we're so inside the industry yeah, yeah. but um but you, you can easily find that information out mm, with a short blurb about but yeah we're talking to with a quick Google yeah like like you know the with like talking to the pilot guys like if we spent the whole time being like so you worked here and you worked there and worked, but, you know they'd just be like you could Google that like I'm sure there's a, a press release mm. yeah this is exactly that. So I think it's, it's like, you know, people can access information, yeah. but they couldn't access the fact that they had printer issues once. Mm. Yeah, and I guess that's what we do differently. It's like, instead of just profiling things, like, I mean, we can sit here and just chat about something that affects everyone and everyone mm. can relate to it and we can all give our different perspectives on it. So, mm. um, that's, yeah, I guess that's why this is slightly unique, which is kind of cool. Mm. Um, I want to quickly, let's talk quickly about how 
business is going for everyone. You want to quickly, like Andy, last episode, just, I don't know, how's how's things going at Babyface and, and Barrels? You Yeah, um, good, man. Like, I mean, it's winter in Wollongong. Like, yeah. It's, it's so un- what does that mean? Unsteady as fuck. It's just, just unsteady. It means un- it's all over the place. I feel yeah. like um, we've actually been pretty lucky at the, at the restaurant, like at Babyface. Barrels has been going really well. I mean, they're... They're doing some cool specials and stuff. Both get, the venue and the um, and the food truck. The truck, yeah. Um, the truck we've kind of backed off. I think Gav's only doing um, three days instead of four at the moment. We kind of just agreed to back it off for a minute. Um, it'll pump back up September, mm. then October. It's mm. full steam ahead um, with a lot of catering and stuff. And I think just with barrels, I think it's just been there for longer now, so people know it's there. Yeah, like we still have people say. Aren't you just a food truck? Like so yeah, right. many questions. You know, I had someone ask me the other day if they were, if you were still at the Heritage. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. People. I mean, I think people thought we still owned Sifters for like eighteen. Like we weren't there for yeah, two yeah. years or something. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, in the restaurant, I mean, I feel like the food is is better than it's ever been. Yep. Um, which is fucking generally the idea. Mm. But I really believe the food and the overall experience and the wine list. Service. We've got um, a really good new guy um, named Ben from the UK. He's with us. Going to be with us for just over a year. Mm. Um, he nice. Was, yeah, put onto me by a contact. Um, shout out to Belle Lester. She lives in Melbourne. She's from the UK as well. And he, I think she's worked with him before. But she kind of said he's coming over. And um, so he's been with us for nearly a month. Um, so he's going to kind of be stepping into. Um, you know, like a supervisory role, and he's worked at some really good places in the UK, and his wine knowledge um, is phenomenal. So it's been pretty exciting to. Um, it's a good get. Yeah, it, yeah, really good. Mm. Yeah, and he's fucking really good. So mm. we're stoked with that. And um, yes. let me let me ask you when when you say, and you've said this a couple of times that you're really like in a place now with your food that like you're really happy with and and it's sort of the best that it's ever been. What do you think you attribute that to? Um, I just think we've found what we're capable of doing. Um, and I've got two really good chefs with me at the moment, like Brado's, um, Braden has been back for, or since January, um, and he did his whole apprenticeship with me and worked a year as a chef with me and then he's gone for two years. And then uh, Lewis is now with us as well. Um he was in um, Denmark for, I think he was, lived there for two years maybe. He worked in a few Michelin star places over there. And he's just, yeah, super creative. And um, it's really good to have just, they're both a bit older as well. Um, different level of maturity and um, ideas around me, uh, which really helps because it, it, it's pretty fucking tiring. Just constantly trying to mm. be creative and stay ahead when you're really tired. Um but yeah, I think we've just found what we can do. Mm-hmm. Like, and, or just basically now, I do, we cook whatever the fuck we want. Mm. And if people don't like it, then, you know, like, I mean, like, stuff like people don't like, I mean, they might like the taste of it, they might not like the sound of it, like pig's head on a saltbush stick or other dishes we've done that people kind of, like, oh, you can't call it that or, you know, like, but we just call it whatever we want and we're cooking whatever we want and it's being really well received like cool. at the moment like over the last yeah three four months especially everything's being really well received and you know a lot of 
Um, hospital visitors and stuff from other restaurants and visitors from Sydney and Canberra. Lots of people from Canberra. I guess we've got a few connections down mm. there now. But um, so yeah, just doing whatever the fuck we want and really enjoying it. It's good. We? Yeah. Good to hear, That's, Simon. Takes a while. <laughs> let's move on to. Oh, actually, no. Before we start, Simon, finish yeah. your beer, please. Oh really? Yeah, do you yeah. mind, oh, mate? And then we'll get on to the next yeah. beer. Um, which, which one do you want to do next? Can you not Should make that face while you're drinking as well? <laughs> Everyone, let's do this one. We've got the Tassie. Uh, no, this is so good. That's not a bad hangover beer. Yeah, it is. I'll give it that as, yeah. as a hangover beer. No, it's, it's strawberry um, balloon of vice. It's raspberry. Okay. Raspberry was a strawberry. Get your on. So this, the next one's the. Um, Nobody puts strawberry. <laughs> the red, the, the red IPA from Mubru in Tassie. Oh, this one's probably going to be a bit stronger for you. A bit different. I really like Mubru beers though. They make excellent. Yeah, Mubru is the stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I like that. The sour. I don't know. I, I'm just. I don't normally like. That I'm, I'm just getting into sour. Like I don't know. Like I like beer, and sometimes I prefer. I prefer to just drink a beer than a sour. If you know what I mean. I feel like they're in. I, I, don't, like, I don't often order a sour at a bar. Let's say some that. of them are they're, fucking really good, mm, man. There's like two, they got, they got their place. There's two types of sour beer at the moment out there. You generally get ones like made with fruit, mm-hmm. which make, gives it sour. So fake like, ones, rasp- fake rasp- ones, and real ones. The, well, I, it might. Be. <laughs> <laughs> so some are infused with fruit, which gives it sour flavour, and some are fermented with a like a. A souring yeast. Wild uh, fermented like, ales. Yeah, like lactobacilli. Wildflower, two minutes tall. Yeah, it gives it a natural, um, Lasseren. Lasseren's yeah. La Paradox is the best beer. That's uh, like a naturally salad beer. And those beers are a bit more like champagne y. Yeah. Like got kind of that Definitely that, that two meter tall stuff is a far cry from what people think of as a traditional beer. Yeah. Oh, he's a legend, man. Yeah. yeah. That guy. Dude Get him on the podcast. I, I know, yeah, yeah, should. When next time we're in Tassie. He can talk. Yeah, he definitely. He we were there for when he yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah. He lost his voice from talking too he, much. He's a, and he's a <laughs> giant man. Yeah, he's, he's, he's literally two meters he's tall. So big. And also, yeah, Tofa's mm. Tofa's wildflower brews, man. The new um, that's fucking uh, delicious. Cherry. Oh, what is it? It's re-fermented with sour cherries. Mm. Um, one of their beers, and it's fucking so good. Yeah, so good. There's definitely some good beer in Australia at the moment, but Moobrew is solid mm. across their range. Very mm. well packaged, very well made. Mm. I like their um, package. Yeah, mm. their, their bottles are just a, just a really nice shaped bottle from the <laughs> restaurant. It's a typical good restaurant. And then good they're delicious. Yeah, they have Wise is great. I'm not very um, Yeah, okay. Well, Simon, let's move on to how you're going at the moment. How are you going, mate? How's, how's... Aside from like your current state. Yeah. I mean, I've been better. Yeah. Wrestling's gone around there. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, like I said, winter in Wollongong is so, it, it's like consistently inconsistent. Mm. Like you have, like you'll have an event, so you'll have a busy week, and that'll be followed by a quiet week, or you'll have like two busy weeks followed by two quiet weeks. Mm. Um, so you kind of, you feel like you're getting ahead for a minute, and then you, you sort of back. Um, but that's the way it is, and we, you know, we, we know that happens, we expect that, we, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's in the budget, as it were. Um, so, I mean, we've we put lots of winers on this time of year as well because wine. You recently had a, yeah, so some like, really good ones. This huh? year we've like, like last year we tried to do lots of smaller guys that we probably liked more, but it, it's hard to get that pull from our customer base to come in. Like we did sort of dinners of different regions of New South Wales, and we'd have like a ridiculous lineup of wines, but because there was no no name or no brand, it was hard. Like we couldn't. Or it was always a struggle to fill them. Um, so this year we were like, fuck it, let's just do some big names as it were 
Um, but still, stuff will stop. So it's kind of those kind of more culty, um, like smaller wineries that just have a big name. So I mean, Tyrrells are, are sort of the, the like a, a big small winery. They're not mm. quite as big as people think because they do a sort of lower range. We've got Tyrrells coming up, and then the Arrieri, and then Henschke, got Ravensworth. Um, who was start of the year? Someone else. I can't remember. Mm. Um, so like. And it's, it's amazing having those wines. It's amazing being able to match those wines to our food as well, like, mm. especially the Yarra Yaring one. Um, Sarah Crow, which winemaker of the year in 2017, she's originally from Wollongong. Absolute legend, like, really is one of the best winemakers in Australia and, and you know, kind of in the world from there as well. Um, to have her in, uh, talking to our customers and, you know, match some amazing wines from a couple of different vintages to the food and have her feedback and everything was, was, was a really, uh, Really good experience. All our staff are super excited about it, and it's good when it's quiet to have that bit of pump and that bit of enthusiasm mm. for everyone. So everyone kind of got a really, really big kick from that and a boost, and she was um, really enjoyed it. Really loved some of the matches, um, so that was always nice to hear as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a funny time of year where it's hard to keep motivating everyone at times, um, especially when we mainly have casual staff. Sometimes there's not a lot of shifts in as well, so to ask the amount of kind of um, Work we and the of, general expectations, yeah, of when yeah, they, when they're they're here, yeah exactly. Um, when they're only getting one shift a week is going to have to justify. So we try and do some training this summer year as well. So we're going to do a little, we'll do a wine tasting soon with you guys in two weeks. <clears throat> um, and pour some drinks after that. So it's kind of um, this is a funny time where you've got to and for yourself as well. Like when it's just quiet and you're just just dead through the week and you've got a busy Saturday doing doing like nothing all week. And then having to like pump it on a Saturday, that, that's tough for anyone to get up for as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's definitely a strange time of year. Um, definitely feel our, our food's looking pretty tidy. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you both this then. What um, what's the what's the menu item you've got at the moment that you're most excited about? Um, I mean, really, the the magpie goose we've had on for a little while is super exciting for us to have. But we've had on for a while, so it's kind of maybe lost its shine for us a little bit. But um, like we're the only restaurant in New South Wales, and there's only like one or two other restaurants in Australia serving it consistently as well. Like Vudemont did have it on for a bit, but as Steph can attest, there was no magpie goose there. No magpie goose when I was there the other weekend. Um, and then they're normally the restaurant we tell people that have also have it on. So like to be able to serve that uh, consistently for months on end and getting the supply, that's pretty special. Mm. But we've had on for a while, so I'm bored with it. Mm. And shout out so, to the guys from Something Wild, yeah, um, who we had on the podcast. You can go back yeah. and listen to that one. And they should be back down in November. Okay. Um, so we can probably get them on from Shannon and Daniel. Um, and we'll do an event here, maybe something in Sydney, possibly maybe in the works. Who knows? Awesome. So that'd be cool. Um, so and you'll do it on Tuesday here, and Steph and I can come. Yeah, obviously, yeah, 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 just Tuesday, Tuesday night. Just love a Tuesday. Thank you very Christmas much. Love a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's one thing I, I get from all hospital stuff is like, can you start doing this stuff on like a Monday? Yeah, <laughs> I'm for like, sure. Yeah, it'll be, be, be you and eight other people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no you know, I reckon if you did yeah, the okay. odd Monday event, it would just be hospital people and it'd be. Oh, I haven't which would be busy. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I, literally, I've been saying this for actually a little while that we should just do a like hospital centric Monday night on the random. Where, yeah. Where we do more of a hospital sherry kind of thing with our food and some. Booze specials or whatever. Yeah. Um, Why not? Yeah, we used to do the Mondays, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When we first opened. Pumping. Mondays are sacred now. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was going to think I want us to watch Lord's Day. Poet's Day. The golf day. Another idea I had last year that never got to fruition. This is always 
many ideas, not enough time, was getting a couple of restaurants involved and doing like a hospo series mm. where everyone opens like one Monday in a month and you do like a you know, well-priced menu and some yeah, that's a good idea. Drinks. And try and make it a bit of a thing to get hospital people out and eating and drinking the fridge. Well, yeah, another idea. Andy, same question about the menu. What was the question? Oh, oh food, menu, uh, items. Oh, right. um, we've got, got a few things on. I don't know. I think we're just trying to get um, get creative with different things. Like we've got mm. a, our pork belly we've had on for a little while. Real, really, little while is really good. We've got... Um, Borodale, we buy whole Borodale pork bellies and then we kind of, on the bone, and then we bust it in half and keep the bone side and then we cure the other side for seven days and smoke it over iron bark and that's our bacon for our potato noodle dish. And then the belly we leave on the bone, they're about 400 grams, so it's a really cool share. So we do like a fermented shiitake sauce and we um, make a, well we've changed it now because the persimmons are done, but we're, we're making like a persimmon glaze from like our pig head stock and cooking down with the persimmons and a bunch of other stuff and then we would like um, smoke it lightly, the belly and then um, we were sous vide for 24 hours and then till it's sort of just the right texture and then we're grilling it and just repeatedly glazing it in this pig head and persimmon Sounds glaze. very tasty. And then fermented shiitake sauce and so that's like that's pretty cool on the plate and then um we got a roasted kombu ice cream on at the moment Jesus. as well. Yeah, cool. That's fucking so good. Like, that's yeah. actually Louis, one of Louis' created. Well, we put it together. We made the recipe together, but um, it's his idea. So we, like, roast the... We get the Korean kombu from Table 181. Um, Paul and, the, and Liddell, they got some really cool stuff. Um, it's not cheap, but it's fucking really good. But we just roast it. And then make an ice cream from and crush it and <coughs> smell it's like salted caramel and coffee ice cream. Wow. People yeah, cool. people like what else is in that and it's like roasted seaweed, nothing else. Is it hard to sell it? It's on our both our set menus. No. Yeah, right. No. Yeah. No, no, everyone buys it now. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. No, it's on both yeah. our set menus. That's people, great. people fucking love it. They're so surprised. Um the difference of like of if you like if you called it seaweed ice cream. Yeah. People would probably be weirder about it. Yeah. So yeah. Like, like like a I think like <clears throat> the way you do word things. If I it's run it, if I, if I take it, yeah. if I run it, I'd tell people at Seaway. Oh, I've already ordered it then. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're done. Yeah, you're done. You're yeah. not sending it yeah. back now. Um, but, you know, but the majority of people, like, have the set menu anyway, so they don't have yeah. a choice. Yeah. Um, but, um, oh, and our Tangelo Sorbet is pretty fucking good as well. Um, yeah. Culture Cream, Tangelo Sorbet, Meringue, um, Pistachio Miso Buckwheat Cookie, and Freeze Dried Mandarin. And wow. then, Potato noodles that we use the other half of the I like those. For. I've had them a couple of times now. It's like, yeah, the potato noodles with like we cook in our cultured butter, which we've gotten, which is really good as well. We've kind of changed the recipe for that a bit, um, changed the culture. And we started doing bread as well. Our, oh, yeah. We do a sourdough focaccia, which is fucking like wattle seed and saltbush coming up <coughs> really <coughs> good. And we've just started on loaves as well. And we've, we've just stopped doing bread. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh. just bounce it out. <laughs> like, we're, like, we're making sourdough. Like, You're no, getting it off Andy? It's too much. Yeah, it's time to catch it. Now we were just like, we were making sourdough and it was just too much time. Like, yeah. it's, like, yeah. it's, it's a fucking full time experience. Oh, you got to, like, I start early. I start early every fucking day. Yeah, it was taking too much time. Yeah. For, and then we, we were doing this little um, damper yeah. as one of our snacks. And it was kind of like, like that's pretty fucking delicious it's like why don't we just do that as the bread 
because it kind of fits in what we're doing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. People still get a little. The damper, that that damper was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, and we just so we we kind of revamped that a little bit. So we we were just using like self-raising flour for it, um, but now we're buying in um, like unbleached uh, white flour um, from Whispering Pines in New South Wales, and kind of adding baking powder. We just took a little bit of time to get the percentages right. Um, but yeah, it, oh, it's just a whole nother, it's a fucking rabbit hole, hey? Bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, Unlucky Brado's Brado's onto it. Yeah. He fucking loves it. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice making bread. It just it just is just so much time and like mm. and like you end up like a lot of waste as well. Like we're trying to use up the sourdough in different ways on, on dishes, but it's just like we're getting so much extra sourdough and like yeah. sourdough lard, like like for ketchup lasts better than sourdough. Like mm. you actually get like two three days out. Oh, we're doing it every day. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're, yeah, selling it. It's great. But like. Yeah, back in Poland in Wales, we used to make like three types of bread every morning. Yeah. And it was like literally the first job, which is like still half asleep. And you used to be like dumping flour into a mixer and just make, yeah, making the mix to catch it, uh, like a granary, granary bread yeah. and, and sourdough. It was just, just like an absolute fucking nightmare. Mm. Dragging mm. through. Um, no, we're just, we're, yeah, we're loving it. We saw <laughs> some good flour. So our mother's, t- like our mother's fucking cranking. Yeah. And super active. And the dough's like really good, and yeah, Brady loves loves it. So, do you have a convection oven? No, we're just like because our ovens are shit. Our, our ovens shit as well, but which, it's working. It's still yeah, working, like, which like affect really affected our bread, like just the consistency of it, and getting that heat to get the rise, and then trying to for get sure. some humidity in there. Like it was, yeah, like just cooking the bread was like a like a five step process just because our ovens are average. Mm. <laughs> it was like get it really hot and put the bread in and close it really quickly. Don't hook it open and then put some water in the bottom and then take that water out and then put it back <laughs> that's in. My, and that's my coffee oven, my steam, my pan in the bottom. Yeah, yeah. it's just like, fuck me. Um, but yeah, so dampers are easy. And they're good. And yeah, they're tasty. And it fits in what we're doing more. So yep. it was, it was, for sure. End, it was quite, yeah, you just got to find what works for the kitchen yeah. as well, don't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Like, like working Such out what, you can and what, you're, what you're capable of doing. Like ours is probably six hour process. Yeah. And we have to get it done before service. Yeah. Every mm. day, and then we overnight in the cool room and bake in the morning. But um, yeah, and then sure. I, I think yeah, the other one, the other cool ones, the potato noodles. Everyone mm. freaks out at those. Yeah, we get like a probably seventy-five, twenty-five response. Some people don't like the texture. Yeah, I like then, the texture. But then other people yeah, think, think it's people, like the best texture. People, like people are weird. Like uh, that, when we came in for my um for my cousin's graduation Andy like my auntie was like new, yeah, yeah yeah my auntie wasn't a fan of the texture and I and she she thought it, she was like it's raw isn't it and I was like no 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 it's cooked it's like, it's like it's just it, you're it, not used to eating potatoes that have yeah, so had a texture center, yeah. it yeah. is raw it's like this is raw with a, like raw potato like, <laughs> it, it, like the, the fact is Tastes like that. There's also a fine line. Yeah, exactly. The right amount of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'd, we'd put the same, like a similar thing on for a truffle dinner last year. Um, especially when we're trying to be really clever last year. Last time, we're like this is fucking boxy, you know? <laughs> And same thing. Like some people just like didn't quite get the texture. Like, yeah. Or like, so is it pasta? <laughs> like, like, well, we, we yeah, people <laughs> people went against the table because like we roll it up. Yeah, bobbing. Yeah, and it looks it looks cool, and we cover it yeah. in parmesan and leek ash, and then people think it's passed when it gets to the table. But yeah. the majority of, re- of the reaction is really good. So yeah, garlic good. butter, keep them guessing. Garlic butter, yeah. fucking bacon we make ourselves. Tasty, and sure. I've been doing it like I saw this guy do this once, and he, it was like it's on a similar vein. 
He cut potato into tiny little, like, ripe... Oh, stop pointing at my beer. Why not? Fuck. <laughs> I've already poured the next one for me. Oh, yeah, so you need to oh, the second one. Yeah. Oh, right. No. That- <laughs> <laughs> I only finished my wine. Come on, finish your beer, mate. It's <laughs> <laughs> tough, isn't it? Finish my story first. Yeah, finish your story and your beer. <laughs> what were you talking about? It wasn't that interesting. Potato cubes. I was like, fuck it, we've got to get out of this story. It wasn't cubes, wasn't cubes, Andy. It wasn't cubes. Tiny rice grains. Oh, okay, sorry. And then cooked it like a risotto. Oh, fucking hell. And I'm like, I really want to do it, but also on the same, on the flip side, I don't want to spend that long cutting potato like that. But I was just like, that's fucking insane. And like, yeah, similar thing, you can get that kind of, that rice kind of texture by by cooking them perfectly. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, Um, I I almost put it on for the truffle dinner we just did. I, I, I did a similar thing with cauliflower. <laughs> oh, cauliflower rice. Yeah, but like, like, like oh, sauteed in hot oil to a point where it's crunchy, like oh, toasted yeah, yeah, rice. Yeah, like, yeah, we, yeah, we still did really fucking nice. Cut off like the bobbly bit, like just trim them off, yeah, and then like toast them. Yeah, actually, like, we did. Because what the fuck is cauliflower, cauliflower rice? You can buy that in the shops. Yeah, it's a bag of chopped up cauliflower. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> Blitzed cauliflower. Ridiculous. We did a good dish. Um, it's actually on. Shout out! Shout out to the pilot crew and. Um, Mal, uh, when I went down, it was like a broccoli dish, and um, it was, was this, the sauce was, I think it was either macadamia, macadamia milk, maybe? It was a nut milk, anyway. Um, a couple other things in it, like I think it was like preserved, preserved lemon juice. Um, it was nice and balanced. And then broccoli stem that had been kind of shaved back till you get like the tender bit, um, which was done in the bath. And then the top, like, was fo- like really finely chopped and turned into like a broccoli pancreatata. Mm. So it was fried with like chili, garlic, a couple other things. It was super mm. cool. And then like, so we topped the broccoli stem with it. And then, um, this was Mal's dish, not mine. Um, topped the broccoli stem with it and then mint powder. And mint oil. Mm. It was really cool. Yeah. Super creative love and that. super tasty. Awesome. I and love good veg dish. Yeah. And it, and I love that, um, just using vegetables in different ways, thinking about vegetables in yeah. different ways. Yeah. And especially like, I guess you kind of highlighting the stem, like, oh, I mean, the stem's the meatier part of the dish yeah. and then, mm. and then using the florets as, yeah. as, as a textural element, which is like, which, and, cool. and creatively, like, yeah, you know, exactly. Doing yeah. something else with them. It was, yeah. yeah, it was very cool. Yeah. It was like, she did cookery school yesterday and we did um, um, some broccolini some season we had some um, and like I've always had this problem with broccolini that it's like an imperfect vegetable that like one end of it cooks at one time and one temperature <laughs> and the other's the other one like whoever fucking designed it that was an idiot oh, I don't know did I design it an <laughs> idiot <laughs> idiot fucking nature um, so like so when, whenever we've done it it's we, like a carrot that tapered yeah, the, yeah, the, the yeah. thin end of a Those carrot cooks so much quicker than the thick end can we please get we have a fucking cylindrical yeah. carrot yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can someone grow this fuck Eric and Hayden what are you doing Phil you can, I'm, you can, um, I'm, I'm calling Phil. Yeah, fucking, I'm, fucking, I'm calling my veg guy. You can make a, you can make cubic watermelons. Have oh, you seen yeah, that? It's yeah. like when they put a yeah, watermelon in a mold and it grows yeah, to a cubic. That, like, oh, like, like, in Asia with like, yeah, in Japan and, and stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love that shit. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. sorry, sorry. Anyway, so, whenever we done, done broccoli, we cut the, cut the florets off, cooked by blanched them, and then roast the stem. 
and showing like customers that, and they're just like, oh, like this never would have thought of like roasting a broccolini because it's just not how you're ever shown how to cook it. Like, yeah. like so many vegetables just get fucking boiled. Mm. And, oh, for sure, and just ruined. Mm. Sure. Like, there's this hardly a vegetable I'd like to, I'd, I'd want to boil. Yeah. Mm. Like, there's so many better ways. Yeah, of I think we boil fucking anything. Oh, we used to, we used to like literally like. Remember when we first took over here and like we were getting set up on like, the veg section, and we didn't have any vegetables that were like blanched, and just like we used to blanch everything here. There'd be like four or yeah, five right. veg. You'd be like little pencil leaf, little turnip, little this. Yeah, like everything yeah. blanched, blanched. You just have a blanch, big old pot of blanching water the whole night, and we set up and like. Just because we've been doing it so long, we just set up a blanching pot. And there was, there was, sat, like, there was nothing sat going on the whole night. Just boiling away. No one caught, no yeah. someone gets yeah, the fucking Yeah, just, yeah we on top the whole night. We're like, did you use that? I'm like, no, that. But that was such a, like, when I came up as an apprentice, like, there was always a fucking pot on. Yeah, you blanched stuff. Like, with Shima, like, it was always, yeah. Yeah, yeah there were so many things. Like no a, matter yeah. what. Like, a dish, dish would have, like, some sliced blanched carrots and leek, turnip. <laughs> some peas like like it was just so much like veg you just go dunk it all and fucking chuck it out on the pass like mm. um, yeah so like it was the first time we just like now we yeah nothing is like cooked like that mm. like it's roasted or sautéed or like well, we smoke, we smoke a lot of like yeah our veg like our Drew Smart Attract dish at the moment like we smoke over Ironbark for a couple of hours and just roast them to finish them um, and then toss them in the pan like just with parsley butter through service, um, with cultured cream and sea lettuce, and they're tasty. They get this like when they smoke them, they get this like. Oh, we cook them in Jersey milk for another dish, and mm. it's like fucking a hot cup of like cocoa. That's mm. what they smell like. They're yeah, amazing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Simon, finish your drink. Oh fuck! Finish your story now. Finish your drink. Then we're going to taste this next next one. Next we've, beer. We've already tasted that. Haven't we? No. Well, 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 we have, yeah. The next beer is Big oh, Shed oh, Brewing oh, Company, yeah. Tim Tam Slam. I so I guess it's supposed to... Uh, <laughs> Simon, finish it. Seth's going to... Seth's fucking... Well, then yeah, you're gonna, everyone can see it. Are you going to test it? You're that man, aren't you? You're like, fucking double park! You're like, fucking win! Well, you should see the multi I've got on. Um, <laughs> oh, um, shout out to <laughs> everyone. Shout out to three quarters of Wollongong yeah. out there. Fuck. Um, okay, enough of this tomfoolery. Um, really? Not really. <laughs> we'll keep going. Okay, so yeah, that, I, I really enjoyed that moo brew. That was fucking delicious. Yeah. And um, now this Tim Tam Slam one just tastes oh, like a Tim Tam. It does. It's oh, really? Real sweet and. Oh, it's 9% though. It's like, oh, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's good. I don't know Wait, if I could drink six, a whole six, thing six, of it. Six. Come on, mate. You fucking, you, you oh, can't see. Are you? <laughs> good to yeah, this one might bring me back. Yeah, bring it back. Um, but, um, all right, well, let's... Why I'm, like, I'm not just always hungover on a Monday. It was okay. like... Bullshit. Africola <laughs> and um, Ramblin' Rascal. Yeah, there's a couple of big... Took, took over one side of Wollongong last night. Mm. Yeah. Everyone got so Duncan from Africola in Adelaide came up yeah. uh, to work with Night Parrot, Dave down there. Cooked some lunch. Cooked some food for you. Some and then Rambling Rascal Taverns, uh, sort of... The Sydney debaucherous. The Sydney Howling Wolf. Howling Wolf. Well, Howling Wolf is the Wollongong. Yeah, Howling Wolf would probably yeah. be the Wollongong, yeah, yeah rambling okay. rascal. Yeah, so they, those guys get pretty loose. Because there's a cognac bar, technically. Technically, right. Yeah, like that's yeah. the thing. Like I was actually at the bar and someone ordered a booze and juice and Charlie, one of the owners, 
looked at this fourth patron completely stupidly, and the guy was like, "It's like fireball whiskey and and and, and apple juice." And he's like, "We're gonna do cognac." <laughs> you know cognac and juice and the guy's like yeah okay and he's like good so <laughs> <laughs> get what you're given so, that's one way to do it yeah, yeah. so mm. there was definitely some uh, cognac laybacks going on last awesome. night well. yeah right cool yeah alright so yeah, you had some fun so I have an excuse yeah I have an excuse of sorts well you don't really we need an excuse it, like, we, we, we finished at like quarter past ten and I was like there's no way I'm joining this fucking party oh, right yeah, now yeah yeah, yeah. That was pretty late. Mm. Um, yeah, so the, the Rascal Boys did like three drinks on the menu. One was a shit tin of Emu Export. Uh, one was a shot of cognac, and one was like a cognac and creme de banane and something. Right, so that was their three drinks takeover. <laughs> yeah, the rest was thanks just for the really effort. Went all out, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the rest was just getting drunk. Yeah, cool. It would have been funny if that was the only stuff available. Sorry, you or no? Yeah, yeah. use a bad beer. Yeah, it's horrible. It's, it's not a good beer. Like, I, don't it's I don't mind it. It's worse than beer. I can drink it. Should mind it. It's just, yeah. Just, I don't know. I'm not a snob. I'm not a beer snob. You don't have to be. Uh, no, am I really? I'll drink anything, like wine. Mainly. <laughs> really. yeah, fair. Um, but yeah, it's just not a good beer. Um, let's go. Let's 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 EMU export. Don't sponsor this podcast. Thanks, Emu. Lucky they're in fucking Western Australia. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks for yeah. fuck all, Emu. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have, they have NBA out there yet. They can't even listen to oh. it. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 ruined that Western yeah. Australia. <laughs> I've never even been there. I'm just fucking shit. I've never heard of... I yeah. Haven't, <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't fucked Yeah. <laughs> we love you, Margaret River. Um, <laughs> never been. I love you. Gardeners. Hey, Jay, love you. I want to go back to let's what I said at the start as well was like if you you could have a think about and Simon's got it up in front of you like we just talk about some of the dishes that you um, have on your menu now that you're excited about do you want to before you start rattling off the dishes from your first menu Simon which is what we'll talk about like do you want to put us like can you can you can you sort of take us back to how you were thinking about the restaurant when you first developed your first menu when you took over Kavot so um, I wrote the first menu, the opening menu, which I'm pretty sure this is it, or is close to. A couple of things have changed. Um, basically on a flight from back from the UK to here, because I stupidly booked a holiday on the same morning um, that I bought a restaurant. Um, that's, that's that's actually genius. It was an expensive morning. Yeah. True, but I mean, but like he might as well fucking go on a holiday then. Cause well, yeah, totally just, I booked so. flights and then Tom called me and was like, they've offered us the restaurant. Um, so I was like, fuck, I just booked flights. So I had to cut my holiday, my, what was supposed to be a two week holiday, and like nine days. So it just mm. like jumped in, jumped out, trying to do some work. So yeah, so I wrote the menu, and it was, our whole main thing was locality was kind of the focus, like trying to do as much local stuff as possible, which is still the case. Um, but as we've kind of had more of a native vibe, that's become less attainable. But, um, yeah, like it's, it's tough because like, especially when you go from, like it was, it was, very little creative control here for quite a long time. Even previous restaurants we had a little bit more say on, on what was going on the menu and what we could do. It's such a different restaurant. Yeah, like like here was was very much like just do this, do that and not much input. So I kinda of went like you know, five years without really having a creative outlet. So then all these kind of pent up ideas of, of stuff and things I thought about, like and almost like, you know, like seven, eight years of being a chef of shit I was trying to put on a menu, which probably shows a little bit at times with some of the stuff. 
um, and also Tom's influence as well with some of the dishes. So what's on there? Rattle off a few. So the first thing is like we we so we were doing like seven straight courses back then. We always we wanted like straight away we wanted to go for like a more of a small snacky kind of format, but it took us a while to get the confidence for that. How many courses were there before you took over? There was se- always seven. Always it, seven. it used to be um, like a little cheese course and then dessert. Like one of the first things we changed was doing two desserts and then offering cheese as a separate thing. So mm-hmm. we actually kind of make some money off the cheese mainly. Mm-hmm. That was basically just a big upsell, mm-hmm. which works great. Got to do it. Um, yeah, and, like, and then we can offer like a proper... I like that. They, like I'm, I'm going to guess... Uh, actually, maybe not. But like say I went to like Voodmon the other week and mm-hmm. like you've got three options. You've got... The full chef's menu, yeah. the like intermediate menu, and the b- beginner the menu, board, like board yeah, or whatever. And like I'm just like it's just they just take away some of the courses. I'm just guessing that like the cheese course is one they just kind of like yeah, maybe minus or, or like yeah, it's just yeah. minus Don't one. Close to go. Or, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, it's the best thing to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you look looking back, I can sort of see like we already had a little focus on some native ingredients. So we had salmon cured in native botanicals, which we still do um, occasionally we do it with other fish as well we make like a botanical kind of salt to cure things in and then um, a dish has sort of come back over times with duck egg with like duck pastrami duck oh, yeah. parfait that's the one in the cookbook but to, yeah yeah it is yeah, yeah. We, we, we really like that dish that's a cool dish yeah. I never got to eat it yeah I like, to um, photograph it I think we might have just fallen out with it a little bit it just it, just, it kind of fits less in the style but yeah it's really delicious um, yeah. a little whiting dish with like local leek some forage greens and finger lime which is cool but it was probably we were trying a bit hard to be like stripped back with that one because it was just a fucking piece of leek and a piece of fish and then some pretty stuff on top of it mm. bit, like so that was probably a little bit try harder the kind of um, restraint mate yeah, restraint, restraint is, yeah. the, is the key yeah, word rest- restraint in like a <laughs> stupid way where it's just like, like that restraint in a way where it's you can just cook that into yeah. minutes at home yeah yeah yeah. I feel like this is like maybe the second iteration I think this this was saved in February of 17 so or, no February or March so like pretty uh, um, yeah March so like maybe three months in uh, then we got partridge. Well, I did. I did. Must have realised quite early that rissoles were really cool. Love a rissole. Yeah. Because always a problem with like when everyone you're... knows rissoles. Well, cool. yeah, rissoles are heaps. <laughs> <laughs> what? But, like, there's always a thing of like when you say you have like a bird, so partridge. It's like what do you do with a leg? Like you made rissoles. So, yeah. So it was like fuck. We'll make rissoles. We're heaps Australian, man. Rissoles. Do you know the rissoles quote from the castle? Rissoles, but it's what you've done. Oh with yeah, it. yeah. What have you done to it? Yeah, okay. So he's he knows like, the cast. Yeah, I know the cast. Yeah, okay, yeah. good. Just check it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and pumpkin. We had lamb, which we don't kind of really do too much anymore. No, oh, the Welshman doesn't even yeah, get lamb on his menu. Yeah, it's because they, you know, they, they just ruined the Australian uh, soil system. So, fucking hell there's that that's fucking brutal when it comes to well, dedication yeah no. like well yeah, yeah so it means, yeah, it means I, don't, I don't use it as much um, yeah that's fair enough though man like mm. I mean if you're telling a story with your menu and well yeah for sure and then you've got to have integrity yeah. like in everything that you're well, trying so to I did have a really like wanky like Rene Renzepi-ish dish venture kind of dish of doing like lamb and the plants they ruined did you do that? No, no I kind of that's not a bad idea. We, we can't get the plants they ruined yet because they uh, ruined them. Because they fucking um, ruined them. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, 
Uh, so you're waiting to get the plants from Yam Yamdaisies, um, which I'm stinging to get. Like, a couple people growing them, but not selling them at any um, consistent amount. Like, when they heard... That's a fucking good idea, they, Yeah, because they're hooved. Like, when they herded the sheep across the plain, they just fucking compacted the soil and completely ruined this massive crop that was, like, integral to Aboriginal agriculture. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so that, that was my little wanky idea of telling a little story about that. That's cool. I so like that maybe, idea. Maybe that'll come back. Yeah, man, maybe do it. When we actually finally get the plants they would. Hmm. Um, they were an Ill- Illawarra plum sorbet with some frozen yogurt and almond granola. Oh, yeah. Which was all right. Yeah, cool. It's a bit boring. Like, I guess, like, you, like it's, it's quite it's quite clear the, the sort of... Yeah, that, that progression... Into, yeah. into, into yeah. more focusing on native stuff that yeah. you're doing now. And well, it's just getting the supply. And then there's yeah. a little uh, lemon, lemon tart thing. I love lemon tart, but it was one of them. It was a bit of a very more of a classical dessert with some meringues and mm. shit coming off the little finger of tart. Mm. Which yeah. uh, at the time we thought was great, but yeah. looking back, it's like, that was a bit. Well, that's pretty. That's, that's look. I tell you, that's not bad, man. Because like, I don't know. I, I guess you like you. What you've had the restaurant for three years ish now. Yeah, two, two and a bit. Two and a bit. Two and a bit. I guess it's not that long, but yeah. Like, there's no real no, like, egg on yeah. face dishes. No, like, like yeah. <laughs> as as oh, a no, everything was good. Maybe make a dish called egg on face. Egg on face. <laughs> 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 Got to start with a good name. Um, yeah, there's nothing like like nothing there that's not that's like bad but I think we're like along the way there's probably a couple of issues looking back and you're like oh that's a bit they're just trying to force something or like trying to push it too much but it's cool though like it's cool to look back it's interesting because you like you get to reflect on not only like the type of food that you were into back then but like your own development as Mm. a chef not only a chef but also as a person because it's you know, as this two and a half years has gone by, you've become more educated in what native food is mm. and more interested in it and and the stories that surround it. And, yeah. um, you know, as a person, I'm more aware and passionate about these subjects and, mm. and include that in your work, which is really cool. Yeah, that's also the, bigger, the biggest focus was on the more native ingredients. So every, every course we do is has a native element or a sort of story or something to do with it. So that was the biggest change. Um, and then it's kind of like the styles... Has it found sort of our own style, my own style a little bit? Like recently, especially doing a lot of wine dinners, and you don't want to make the food overcomplicated because it's a sort of one-off menu. Mm. Um, just kind of really stripping it back sometimes and really focusing on the, on the produce a little bit more. We're probably before it's a little bit more about trying to um, kind of bring these random ingredients together or having like a basis for a dish and being like, "Oh, this is a play on. That's a play on. This is this is kind of our version of like always trying to do stuff like that." So yeah, that's kind of simplified that a bit um, and like one dish we did for a wine dinner the other day is, is now on the, the proper proper menu as it were mm. um, little bug dish with a like head custard some forage greens and some uh, fermented chestnut as well there's a bit on it but it, it's quite simple and quite yeah. back. sounds nice um, yeah it was super tasty I, I, that's, that's probably the dish I like at the, the, the moment the most yeah cool but it's only been on for like a couple of months so or maybe a month that's why I like it so are you doing are you like <laughs> Are you doing the full menu turnover every season now, or are you no, kind of staggering it a that's bit? That's the other thing we changed. Like, we're trying to do, like, a whole menu change every, like, eight weeks. Yeah. It's, like, our max. But it just became... Two two things. It became, like, a logistical nightmare trying to... Because we literally had to come in on a Monday and spend the whole day prepping. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, like, we realized early on, it's like, fuck that. Um, so to get everything ready to do on the Tuesday, and then, like, getting the staff to learn all those dishes, like, off the bat. 
Mm. But that was that was a bit weird. So now we we stagger it a bit more. So we're like when we decide to do a menu change, we might change like two or three things, and then some other things will follow in, in the weeks. Which um, makes sense. Yeah, and then also we we're trying to sort of work with like our growers a bit more and trying to get. But then it's really hard to be like six weeks ahead or like you know two months, two three months ahead to get me like right. We're going to change the menu to this, so we need to you to start planting a hundred of these every week from now. Go and try and say that ahead, ahead of kind of. Well, not only doing. that, the seasons have been fucked as oh, well. well like, yeah, that's the other thing. Varieties right now. The, like, seasonality isn't, you know, four things. No. When it comes to food, yeah. there's four seasons, but yeah. there's not four periods well, in, of in growth. In Australia, there's food. not really like, like, four, <laughs> like there's a restaurant in Western Australia called Yari. Really? I think. And they go. I thought on. you just said that there was nothing good in Western Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been there, pretty shit. Okay. Well, <laughs> they, 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 Let's not give them props yet. Yeah, I think they got, they got two hats last year, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, sounds yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, um, but they go on like their local Aboriginal country um, calendar, which, okay. has, like, which has like six seasons, I think. How good's that? Um, and like the, there's the same thing for um, Darwell calendar. There's. Um, but the seasons are like, like, it's like dry and hot, hot and hot, <laughs> like, like cold and hot, <laughs> and a couple of others. So like, and that, that kind of reflects a little bit more of like the seasonality of this country because you don't have the four European seasons here. Mm. That's, that's not a thing. Like, yep. it's like, it's actually cold for about two weeks. Well, not here. Sort of cold for a few more weeks. I, I yeah. think Tassie so does. Tassie yeah, is much yeah, possibly, more. Yeah. And, and, and I think in, like, even in places like, but, but even Canberra, in, like, like, when I found I was in New Zealand, like, it's, it's super hot in the day and it's super cold in the night. And, like, that's not, like, Europe, Europe's more, you know, temperate. Like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you don't have those swings so much. Like, yeah. even here, like, one summer, oh, it was, like... Oh, fuck, we don't have 40, swings, really. Here? Fuck, it was, one day it was 46 degrees in the day. Oh, and it was yeah. Down, like, 20, and I was like, yeah. like we get a summer week. That's, yeah. that's, that's odd. Yeah, yeah. Like, but a lot like of that has to do degrees. with geography. But like, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. You just have those swings of temperature from night and day, which you don't, which, you know, the, you know the four seasons are based on the European model. Mm. so like it just doesn't really fit here so there's like a, a better way of doing it so yeah so when you're like this vegetable comes in in spring it's like when the fuck is spring like like really like it's, it's kind of spring now like well the vegetable comes in when it's like fucking ready and yeah, people yeah. start saying hey we've got this now yeah, like, yeah. and in, yeah. in the UK you can, <laughs> that's yeah, when exactly. it, it, like, it comes in when it's in the UK it's growing be like the second weekend of this month is when asparagus comes in and it's almost like yeah like, right to the day and you, you can plan around it like here like like yeah it was definitely one, it was something like Harry was growing for us down in Dapto, and we were like literally ready to change the menu. We couldn't change, and like the whole menu dictated was buzz one thing. Yeah. We couldn't change that because I had that on, and we would use that on that. And this was going to be on this thing, so we couldn't change that. So like, and then whatever he was growing just didn't come in for like another four weeks. <laughs> so we just like fucking sat there, completely unable to change yeah. anything because we we're trying to change the whole menu. So it's like that. that makes but it's sense. getting, I reckon, like it's getting fucking harder. Like even. I mean, summer was so long. Yeah, this year. So like it's crazy. Yeah. Like we were getting the habanada peppers. We were getting off Erica and Hayden were an example. Like they just mm. went forever. It was great. Cause yeah, yeah, they were well, fucking yeah. awesome. We had them on our menu. Like they yeah, were tasty yeah. as. But like we've been picking nasturtium flowers for like for ages now, and it was like, well, we'll do this through the summer until they, until we can't pick anymore, and they're still there. Yeah, they're still going. Like it's like work, and I mean that kind of we would have changed that if they stopped. But like it's a nice little snack. When was the last um, time it fucking rained down here, though? Oh, dude. Seriously. It's ridiculous, eh? Yeah. Simon. Yes. Simon's, like, triple parked, ladies and gentlemen. Triple. Got, we're, um, and we're about to make it quadruple. Just for the hell of it. I'm starving this, yeah. 
Taxi. Talk just to put you? one up, put one down, and you'll be sweet. Oh, look at the face on it. Yeah. What do you think? That's the Tim Tam slam. That's nice. Not bad. <laughs> nice. The face, face doesn't. The face doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the flames are nice. The alcohol tastes of regret. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Each like to that. their own. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um. Andy, we need to quickly go get onto your uh, first menu if you want to take us back to. Um, you know, opening Fuck, opening baby I face. Well, I couldn't find one. Um, Tell us what you remember, though. Well, I think we chatted we chatted a bit about it, like way back when. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we were just like I was just shitting myself. <laughs> yeah, like, but you I'm, got you I'm definitely like had first, a, a, a Japanese like, and and Korean kind of oh, focus for a sure. bit. Like, I mean, we had like three different sashimi dishes. Uh, three different raw fish dishes. So yeah, I think it would have been a, a tuna, fish. tuna, salmon, kingfish. Like, so we, we always wanted to have like a raw menu. Yeah. Um, original plan was, um, someone was going to like we're going to fit the bar out. We've left so much room in the bar. We're going to fit the bar out and have like a raw bar out there. Yeah, right. Shucking oysters, cutting fish, whatever else. But, That's why the bar's so big. Yes. <laughs> it was like that's a fucking big bar. Yeah, yeah. So we left space. Yeah, in there to do it. Like we're mm. thinking about. I mean, I'd love to push it back in to like a meter, mm. like a one point five. Just quietly, yeah. Wollongong is lacking a place to get consistently freshly shocked oysters. Mm. Oh yeah, just so we're do, just we're doing it at the moment. Just quietly. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Just quietly. Are, are, yeah, like I mean, we we do them, but it's on it's fifteen dollars on top of your one hundred and twenty. Yeah, but it'd be nice to be able to go into a place and have a glass of wine and some oysters. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. then not, yeah, not yeah. have to commit to dinner. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know what sure. I mean? Like for yeah. sure. But, um, <laughs> Oh, fuck things that were on there, man. Yeah, lots of raw. I mean, we had the mixed sashimi plate, which just, like, I ended up fucking despising. Um, it just so became not what we were doing. Um, we had, like, duck spring rolls. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like a, like a fried eggplant salad. Um, Very Asian. like a, yeah, like a flank steak with, like, a, I guess... Teriyaki style sauce. Like do you remember what? Do you remember salad. what the like what the thought Can't process of, of of opening with it, with that kind of concept was? Like, were you? My that? thought process at that time was Wollongong does not have this, right? So this is what I'm going to do. Okay, and we, we executed. So it's more like, like market driven than execu- like your own personal. Sure. Like, for yeah. sure, we executed it well and we were fucking insanely busy. Like, yep. every fucking night. Like, we're booked out on weekends for like a month in advance. Um, so, like, we obviously did the right thing, but, but, you know, it just quickly became apparent that to me that it wasn't what I wanted to be cooking. Mm. Um, and I think it just became more about, you know, we developed relationships with suppliers and then it was like, oh, fuck, I can get this. All right, what are we going to do with this? Oh, I can get this. And that was the case, like, fucking five times a week. What can we get? Like, okay, let's do this with it. Oh, well, okay, let's... You know, then that would evolve, and, and it's just evolved and evolved and evolved. And now it's definitely, you know, come to a point where it's very much, it sounds so cliche, but it's very much about what we get allocated, what we can get off our farmers, and, like, what is seasonally available and what we can then creatively do with it, um, which is, you know, far more a place I want to be. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, our price, you know, obviously has changed a lot. To reflect that, mm. um, and our wine, you know, definitely isn't what it is. Oh, sorry, wasn't like what it is now. Um, just like just kind of put together. Like I don't know, it's like when you're building 
like physically building a restaurant and organizing and trying to open when you got like fucking three other things going on as well. Mm. Like it's it's tough, man. I think that like I think that one one thing as well that is is that like I think in Wollongong, you know, it's it's awesome that both of you are doing like cooking the food that you really want to cook, but like frankly there's probably not i mean depending on what style but there isn't like there isn't an everlasting market for chefs and restaurants in wollongong to be doing exactly what they want that's this very like you know true representation of that chef's philosophy and things like that because there's a a limited population of people who necessarily kind of like understand and support things and there's a lot of businesses in wollongong that work Mm -hmm. because they meet the demands of the market yeah, and and yeah. and it's a risk for people like yourselves to, to 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 say like, even though we're busy and we're cooking food that people are enjoying, we don't like it, so we're going to change it. Like, well, and well, it's it, it there's not yeah, there's just the market's not. We just don't have that much population and people yeah. that, that are really interested. Many, like, there wouldn't be many chefs in Sydney who could really truly say that they're cooking like whatever the fuck they want. Like, really, there's a couple of people to do it, not more than a couple, but for the population size. But like, it, you very much driven by market trends, especially in a, in a big area where your overheads are huge. Like, mm. Wollongong and smaller places are quite lucky in the sense that, like, overheads are lower. You can keep... Well, our, your, rent, can, our rent is lower. Mm. Yeah, you, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, rent, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but I mean, you can keep your kind of staff costs down as well. Um, like, you know, quickest way to go out of business is have a restaurant losing money and be really busy. Mm. You know, the busier you are, the fucking quicker you lose money. For sure. So, and uh, we, we can kind of you know, have a couple of bad weeks where, like, you saw that fucking sushi pizza restaurant in Sydney. Yeah. Three months and they're done. Because they, well, like, they had a couple no, of weeks. No one's surprised, though. Yeah. Well, exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, literally, like, you know, like, they they went a couple of weeks with, with you know, bad turnover and that didn't mean. Yeah. Like, straight away, like, you know, fucking... <laughs> we had to close to get a couple of bad weeks in one car and yeah. like, we've done long, long ago. <laughs> so, like, like, it's not, yeah. so, that is so true. So there, there is kind of... There isn't too many, like, you know, in big cities that, you know, really do, do what they want. But like I said, Wollongong just hasn't got the population for too many restaurants. If you if you take out um, kind of you know, Chinese Thai, um, take take in, those in, out like, the like, low yeah. price, lower price yeah. point ones. Like other than that, there's there's, there's really like what restaurants are in Wollongong. There's there's you know, Kavo, Babyface, Rookie, um, Needing Ruby, probably yeah. like you kind of. Shrosby's got cool food. There's yeah, yeah, Ruby's yeah. up in Mount Kembla, but South oh, yeah, Sailor yeah, yeah, yeah. through all. But again, yeah. I mean, if, if you go to C, if you go to CBD, there's, there's like there's there's like yeah, Wollongong six, CBD. Yeah, six actual restaurants. Like it's mm. not a lot. Like I mean, in the scheme of things, yeah. yeah. But then you got places like you know that keep just keep fucking opening up. Like we've got these big franchises that, yeah. or I don't know, chain restaurants, whatever you want to call them, that mm. seem to see this opening down here. Well, yeah, for but their, their price lot, point and their food, but a lot of them seem to be going badly. Really, like the, the amount of changeover that's been in the mall and that, that front, yeah, the front fucking, part, fucking good. Yeah. Sorry, it's interesting that that it's interesting that that Bavarian <laughs> open just there. Like yeah, what? That's Rockpool Group. Yeah, like, but look what we're competing with, man. Those guys are doing two for fucking one. Oh, yeah. schnitzels. Like we can't do that at yeah, two smoking bar. I can't do two for one brisket burger. This guy's been cooking yeah. that brisket for 10 hours and yeah. we've lost 50% of our they start weight. 10, like, 10 cent wings on a Tuesday. Yeah, like... 10 cents. You know, and like, like, what, But yeah. hold on, what was what was in there before Bavarian? It was something... something uh, else chocolate, chocolate place. Oh, yeah, Max uh, Brenner. So, yeah, like, yeah. and that, and that yeah, enough, enough, closed yeah. as well. And then there was the other one that closed too. The steakhouse. Or it was not steakhouse. Uh, Outback, Jack, or whatever. Like... 
that's that was there that's and that was closed. And, and so, I don't know. Like, it'll be interesting to see how Bavarian yeah. goes because... The other place, that, the steak place was, steakhouse was in where Kranides is in. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. In that like, area. Kranides, like, you go to Kranides and have, like... I haven't been there. It's not cheap. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's neither have right, but it's not cheap. If you have an entree main dessert and, like, a side, it's, like, a hundred bucks. Yeah, and like, people fucking, people fucking yeah, rag on us. Oh, that's oh, expensive. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Like, really? Sorry, I feel like we're putting... I oh, know we don't wear... That's all right. Like, we can take it old school and bitch about, like, local Wollongong things yeah. as well. But like, like, yeah. No like, problem. I just think, like... I think, <laughs> I think generally Wollongong is pretty good with kind of voting with their feet. They do support local places. Obviously, not as much as we'd probably like. <laughs> That's just us wanting more customers. Um, but, like... Yeah, Wollongong. We haven't really had any... There's been no kind of big coffee chains come in either, mm. which are kind of this kind of Australia-wide, like... Yeah. If you're in the UK or like America, it's just fucking chain up. Oh, chain. it's huge. It's so true. But right. our coffee's so much fucking, yeah, like it's far oh, superior. I think yeah, that, yeah. So. that's kind of, yeah, Australia wide. Like, I mean, yeah. Starbucks failed in Australia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Like, great. Starbucks opened a hundred fucking, fucking locations and now there's 12. Yeah. yeah. And they're all the only places that they are in CBDs. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. Yeah. <clears> I think that's, that's good. And like, you know, one has generally been the same. Like, there's not too many chains that have, and like, something like Kim Thai, like, it's good. Like that, like Kinsai is really good. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they do like that level of food at a good price and it's kind of better than the average. You know, same kind of standard restaurant. Um, it looks nice. So it's good. It's quick. Like, like they can stay. Yeah. They, they're good yeah. by me. Yeah. Like okay. it's, it's when, oh, someone, when someone's coming in and doing fucking $35 palmies <laughs> with fucking motorbikes all over the fucking restaurant <laughs> and the fucking owner can't run a business because he's been banned by the fucking government. <laughs> like, yeah, but no they one can, gives. They can fuck off. No one seems to care though. They'll still fuck oh, yeah, well, yeah. well, like, yeah, like, I think they had heaps of problems. They did. I think they literally paid for like an arc in the movie. Yeah, oh, we'll, like, we'll it see. Doesn't look as busy as yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Simon, how are you going with those drinks? With those four. Drinks. We've got another beer here that we're opening. It really wasn't the beer tasting that it, it was going to be, but anyway, we've got this. Galactophonic tonic, juicy pale ale. It's a a collaboration between Tumbleweed and Valhalla Brewing. Pairs well with Red Rooster. I can't wait to go home and eat my cold Red Rooster. No, we're going out, mate. But let's like uh, (laughs) flow into the uh, like. I'm looking at what you got there, and I think there was a really good article that came out. With the whole wage theft. Yeah, well, like, let me introduce because it now. takes us back to our first episode. It does. Yeah. It's our first one. Our first one we talked about wage theft. Oh. Yeah. And now we're back and old Georgie boy yeah, is back in the news. We didn't solve it, did we? We didn't solve we it. We definitely well, didn't solve it, apparently. Oh, well, maybe we did. Maybe we're the reason that um, that the that the new round of people came yeah, out maybe, and started yeah. talking about it. So we, we should get a cut of that 200 grand that George had to pay back? Yeah, yeah. We should get a kickback off that. I reckon we should get a cut of the 7.2 million he underpaid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Andy, what were you going to say? We're going to now bitch about no, Colin Burris for a second. There was a, there was a good article. I think, <laughs> waiting. Was, I think it was Callum Boyce and someone else did for Good Food. And I'd been kind of waiting for it. And the the article was about, like, this kind of leads on from, like, the Bavarian and stuff and talking about pitching about two for one, stuff like that. Like, that leads on from the wage theft thing. And to it, I think it's like these like play, people need to start accepting that things fucking cost more than they used to. Yeah. And if you want to go to a place with integrity, and people 
trying to do good things that you need to pay for it yeah. and understand that it's probably going to cost you 80 to $100 in food or fucking like at the very minimum. Like, mm. and that's, I reckon, mid-range these days, up up to 200 300 mm. you know, at the top tier. But like... 500 But people need to start re- like recognising that and if people, if the customer wants to bitch about people not getting paid properly, stop bitching about things being expensive. Yeah. Like, I've had the conversations with friends of mine, like, who was bitching about the price of a beer. We went a schooner, you know, yeah. and this friend of mine who can go fuck himself, I'm going to call him out, Pat. Pat? Um, <laughs> fuck you, works, Pat. I never works met him. For, works for the unions <laughs> and he's like a fucking super, oh, intelli- really? super intelligent dude and fights for people's wages and he's whinging about the price of a schnitzel or a beer and yeah. I told him to... Yeah. Maybe shut up and pay pay the money. So yeah, it, pay it, it's like people don't have that link in their head. Like like food, like eating out is is quite so underpriced and so cheap in Australia. Like you go to like any other capital city in the world, and you go to like a Hatted or you know, Mission Star restaurant, it's close to twice as much as you pay in Sydney. Mm. Like like it's it's so so cheap here. Um, but everything else is really expensive mm. compared. Like it, like so you see from the UK. If you've got a, a padded or Mission Star restaurant, like here you might pay, you know, low, like 100 to 150 for like their tasting menu. In the UK it would be like 100 to 150 pounds. Like, like it, it's, Minimum. It's, it's, yeah, like it's, yeah. A, it's a lot, well, a lot more. Uh, but then to actually buy, like your, your electricity prices, to buy actual produce, all these things are cheaper. Here they're more expensive, but we charge less. Yeah. Like, like it, it's, it is so, so tight, the margins. And people seem to not quite link the two things of like, I mean, like, it's, it's like we sort of had this kind of tightrope before of like, it doesn't make it right and it's illegal to underpay staff and people should pay their staff right. Um, and you should put that into your business plan, but there is still only so much you can charge because if you charge too much, people won't come and then you're closed and you can't pay yourself at all. Mm. So there's that, there's that, 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 yeah, it definitely goes both ways where the price of food and drink is going to have to go up. Mm. Like but like, but like just like a month ago, mm. our wages, our casual wages, just went up again at the yeah, restaurant. Yeah. yeah, and our insurance premiums. We just had our annual meeting. They just went up again. We have not put our prices up mm. because we're yeah, afraid we, that people just will not come to the restaurant. We just put our price up for the first time in two years. Mm. It's just fucking crazy, man. Wages go up on the dot every year. Like, yeah. And but how do we? How do we then? Like, I think it's interesting because. We can say, yes, don't whinge about the cost of something and whinge about wage theft at the same time. But there's no excuse, in my opinion, no. for the wage theft that occurred on, fuck, in, in, fuck, in fuck fucking no, don't viruses. Exist. We've had this yeah. conversation before. And I don't know. I can't say this definitively, but like, I have no doubt. Well, look, I'm going to say, I'm going to make an absolute statement and I might be wrong, but I have no doubt that Colin Virus's group would still be profitable. How have they paid their staff correctly? I think the what kind of gets to me a little bit, so we pay our staff properly. Kavos actually always paid their staff properly ever since I've been here, so sort of seven years now, um, to the dot. Um, he had a $8 million advantage over every restaurant doing that in the last five years. That's 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 pretty big, especially when you're in the in the growing stage. So that's a massive advantage. So he's got to his where he is on the back of underpaying people. Also I read somewhere with like the, the interest he would have made off of having that money and not paying it for people is, is more than his fine was as mm. well. So he's profited from not from underpaying people. Um 
And for me, the other thing is like, all these big groups are getting called out now, which is, is good. They should be called out. But it has been industry standard mm. to pay people like this. Mm. It, it, it's, it's, it's not them like, it wasn't them, you know, cackling in the back, rubbing their hands together, being like, ha, 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 we won't pay them this. It was just a normal. You put, you put hospitality staff on a salary, paying 20% over the award you have to do salary, and then just make them work 60 hours. Mm. So that's the standard. People saying they're working 60, 80, 80, yeah. 80 yeah. hour weeks. And paying, and paying for 38. And that, and that was industry standard almost everywhere. And, and, and it was very much accepted by staff that that was the deal. Again, not making it right. Um, so these companies, in, in a way, have had the kind of rug pulled out from under them because everyone was doing it, or the majority mm. of people were doing it, um, had been doing it for years, and everyone had just kind of bought into the idea of that's what chefs do. Yeah. Now, obviously, people realise, like, this industry is hard enough as it is. Let's try and make some change, and let's make sure we get paid properly and have our breaks and all these things. Um, and, and, and people are getting strong for it, and rightly so. So I definitely think, like, Colin Barrett, like, there's no fucking way... <laughs> It's Simon. <laughs> like, if, if Tom and I can make sure we pay our staff properly, and all we did to make sure we do this is to employ a bookkeeper who was just recommended to us from our accountant, and she checks this stuff, so she's on the ball, so when, you know, it said pay just went up, she's like, oh, pay's gonna go up, send us an email, blah, blah, this is what you do, cool. Yep. Crack on. Like, <laughs> that, that's all we had to do to make sure we pay our staff right. Mm. There's no fucking way that him and his three business partners in his multi-million dollar company could not have done that. Mm. So I think of him to say he didn't know it was an oversight is an absolute fucking lie. Yeah. He knew exactly what he was doing, yep. but it was in his standard. Yep. And that's why they cracked on. Like, his, like, whole thing. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah, and I've got a massive bone to pick with that shit as well because that's fucked up. Like, yeah. and, and the thing about it is, is he's got such a high profile that mm. he's an asset to a lot of people other yeah. than his company. He's an asset to the media and, and, and good, it's good very food. tactful. Had him on the fucking front cover. No, it was a good weekend, but good weekend, yeah, sorry. had him on the front cover. We'll talk about that in a second, okay, good, sorry, but <laughs> like, and, and, and look, he, he ex- accepted responsibility in his interview on seven thirty and said, I'm sorry that this happened, but he did, he did like sort of gesture that he, he didn't know that it was going on. And you're so right, Simon, in, in saying that if you are a business owner at his level and you don't know that industry standard is yeah. making people work hours without pay or underpaying people, then that's just fucking impossible. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Absolutely. And one of the things about that Good Weekend article was that he originally, the, the narrative goes he, Got he they self admitted underpayment of two point two million or something yeah. like that originally, which was yeah. a year ago or so, and what's it now seven seven point two or more seven point eight close, close to eight million. So Fuck, the money, original like that was the original thing, and the only reason that I can think that Good Weekend put him on the cover of that um, magazine, and this was they they actually printed that story. They before they they had that print oh. locked in before yeah, the yeah, the, yeah. the big story broke. Mm, it was just yeah. poor timing, but well, that story well, was about how George Columbaris has has used meditation and mindfulness to overcome the backlash that was that 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 came with the wage theft yeah. story. Now, the the point the point of it is is that he's not in, in running an article like that. He's not. 
he's being he's being put front and center because he makes money for mm. media and makes money for newspapers. He's on the cover of Good Weekend, telling his story about this is how I overcame such hard struggles. But I still feel like before that even happened, he hasn't he wasn't scrutinized enough. No, like there was, oh, and and now it's happening. Now he's get, he's copying the scrutiny that he probably deserves being yeah. being the the person at the top that the buck stops with. Yet at the same time, I still feel like that there is a media out there who wants to make bucks off him in the oh, future yeah. and doesn't want to sure. slam him oh, as and and be honest about it. And yeah. and and it's a shame because like, like you it, said, the food, food media in Australia is is so centric. For one, like so centric around foreign chefs for for a weird reason, mm. like. A chef from like France or in like, like, you know, Somalia, some other countries, they, they get so much more coverage. Um, like there's that like wine show thing they had on like SBS recently and it was like a French song, like two French songs and then this random Aussie dude. And it's like surely they could find some Australian wine professionals to do it. Um, was it the Tour de France when the tour was on that? No, it was like, <laughs> they went around. Gabriel Gatte. <laughs> Taste le tour. Yeah. <laughs> no. That was not, not the tour. I love the tour. Love the tour. Love Sorry. The tour. Um, but so, yeah, same with like, food media and chefs and stuff. They, they just love these same fucking six or seven guys. And they just get put on and put on and put on and telly, telly, telly. And people don't, like, people stop caring, like, what they actually, where they came from, what they do, like so true. Fucking like, who knows what fucking Gary Meehan's ever done? Like, I have no idea. Mm. Like, what, what, like, what the fuck is the other guy going? Like, you hardly even knew that George Columbaris owned restaurants, really. Like, mm. like, to be honest, I, I, I wouldn't have been able until this all happened in the Redbone War. I wouldn't be able to name a single restaurant he owns. Mm. And they just get put on because they, you said, they become profitable and they become you know, TV celebrities, and they'll just get. You know, all the stuff going, like it'll just keep, it'll just keep getting put on stuff. Yeah, it's interesting too how that that would happen because I like I'm I'm going to make a like wild narrative up now and and accusations <laughs> about it, how MasterChef was cast, mm. but back when MasterChef first started, there was only a very limited amount of. Uh, television food food shows in Australia which had high profile chefs on them. Yeah, yeah. So like a lot of food shows might have been like Jamie Oliver's shows or yeah, yeah. the cook and the chef's always been around. Big mm. ups to the cook and the chef. Love the cook and the chef. Um, <laughs> Honest. Consuming passions with oh, Ian wow. Parmenter. Like Maeve, <laughs> some other ones. Maeve like was, you know. Yeah, Maeve. Um, but yeah, like in terms of like restaurant owning chefs, uh, Fucking ready, steady cook was well, one yeah. of the first like t- food shows in Australia yeah. that showcased chefs, yeah. like business chefs. owners. So it, Colin Barris, mm. Gary Mann, Luke Mangan, yeah. fucking like a bunch of other people that I probably can't name right now. Yeah. Um, ready, steady cook, and and then I think p- potentially like Master Chef starting, and they're looking for media savvy, mm. media savvy chefs, people yeah, that yeah. have a profile already on TV, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, and that's sure. where like. The guys potentially got their start, and mm. you know, it fucking blows up as the big, biggest show in Australia, and yeah. here we are. But yeah, um, um, like I, I don't know who didn't maybe suggest that like Good Weekend to pull that article. They couldn't. It was too too late. It was sure, too late. I'm sure they fucking would have. Yeah, it was too late. <laughs> but like the, so the article it featured heaps of other people. Like it wasn't just him. It was interviews with like, because um, the, the the original part of it was. Um, Jeremy Strode's uh, wife, mm. like in Colin Barris' part was only a part of it. Surely they're going to cut that out, mm. or maybe like get the fucking your design team to take the picture of fucking him with a halo around his head off the fucking Crazy cover. Hay. Like mm. when I saw that, I, I think I, I, I think it was, was actually fucking... a print because I follow on Instagram the editor of Good Food. I can't remember her name, 
but she she sort of did this like she posted a picture of um the that cover before it came out and 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 sort of like mentioned how due to print deadlines like it's coming right. out this weekend and that's and that's what's going on right. and it's interesting because I, I looked back at her profile and I'm sorry that I can't remember her name but um I looked back at her profile and she took that post down since right. yeah but so there's no picture of George Columbaris on the cover on her profile yeah. anymore um stay which right is an clear interesting one. yeah yeah so just, yeah that's just like, I, 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 I think that, like, I mean, coming full circle a little bit, I guess maybe when we first talked about it, we talked about it in a way where it was being, becoming a big story. Well, I mean, it had lot, been what, covered what, by the what Mercury. Came from that, uh, uni student from Wollongong. Yeah, the Mercury, yeah. 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 Like, like, still, like, there was still that uni student yeah. from Wollongong. The picture was still in one of the articles. Yeah. The mm. picture so, of that girl was still in one of the articles yep. I read. Big there you go. And, uh, and when we talked about it then, and we're still going to talk about it now, is like with a kind of optimism that now things will change. Well, obviously, since we first talked about it, like a year or whatever ago, when we Much first started more, this oh, podcast, longer than that, wasn't it? yeah, probably longer than that. Yeah, but um, not like things have changed. So, like, I mean, a bit, but it's, it's much more not popular. hugely and. Potentially, this is a turning point because the the because George Columbaris is such a high profile person that and they've gone after him now and f- like he's copping lots. Did you hear him getting heckled at the the soccer and things? That like was anyway. a while ago. Oh, that was a yeah, while ago. Yeah, that that one. Anyway, yeah, that was yeah. the last time. That was what I was going to ask yeah. you before. It was like when was the first one? Like how long ago was but, that? Yeah, Six I think months? that was. I think it might have been a year ago. I well, don't know. So like, yeah, but that, that he got charged that he punched someone. Yeah, he punched him in the tummy. Like, like what? What does this guy need to do to get? But like, um, like get, you know, get taken. Anyway, off like I, I, I don't know. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, bringing it full circle now that it's such high profile, and now that in every article that I read about George Columbaris, they're mentioning other high profile chefs. Mm. You know, things are going to start coming out in the wash a lot, and potentially we'll get a change in in that industry standard that we've talked about. I just think, uh, like you know, what I was getting into before with with what people charge and. I just think the example, it fucking has to come from the top. Mm, totally. And it has to be, and it has to come from these, like these big franchises as well. Like, you know, but the Bavarian is the rock pool group. Mm. Like, I'm not saying that they're doing anything, that. doing anything wrong or anything. Mm. I'm just saying that like, they've got, you know, they've got these crazy, exactly these crazy deals that, you know, they gave away X amount of free shit when they opened. Yeah, like, yeah. we cannot, like, we can't yeah. afford to do that. Small businesses can't afford yeah. to do that. All and they have an advantage. And they inevitably, one way or another, you know, there are competitions for his boy Elroy, places like that yeah. that independently owned up the road. Yeah. They can't give, they can't do two burgers for one on a Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. And Sorry, they like, just can't do it. Going, going to a locally, you know, somewhere owned by someone who lives here is local, putting money into, into their till comes back round because it, it's a for sure they might hire they might hire your seventeen year old kid. Well, exactly, yeah. It's, it's a lo- local economy, economy stimulant. Um, when you're going to Bavarian, that money's not going back into Wollongong. No, for sure, for sure not. The staff I just, paid, I just the, the point I'm trying to make is I think that the, that's where the example needs to come from. Yeah. Of what things cost and of what people should be paid. Mm. I think it's, if well, that, it's, if that can be the normal, then it's that, I people's think that, expectations will fucking follow. It's a misunderstanding of like what you're paying for when you're in a restaurant. Like when, uh, Peter Nicola had mochi, and that, that was an eye opener for, for them. I asked because never worked in the had a place like that, and like it was like a pro, like a fried prawn dish on with some fucking sauce or something. 
And it was like like fifteen fifteen odd bucks or something. And it was like six prawns. And people were just like, fuck, I can buy ten for ten bucks in the supermarket. Really? And it's like, well, fuck, of course you fucking can. Yeah. We buy them cheaper than that. But like you sit like you're sitting in a restaurant. Someone bought the plate to you. <laughs> Made the old. I can make that cheaper at home. Like, is such a fucking it's, weird it's, one. Like, why do people think that's a thing? Why like, are you going out for dinner then? Yeah. Like, and it, but yeah. So it's like, how, how many? Like, how many do you want for fifty? Like, and that that was a complaint. And literally, I think we like, added an extra prawn to it to, to kind of stop people saying that. And it's like people don't quite. They literally, people can't see that what they're actually the plate of food. Like, there's so much more that goes into it. Like, you know, you're sitting in someone else's building. They're paying for the electricity, the lights, the music. Like, the fucking playing music costs us fucking four or $5,000 a year. Just play that. <laughs> like, just to have the, the licenses. Mm. Um, you know, someone's doing the washing up for you. Someone's bringing it over. Like, there's, like, a team of chefs preparing it. Like, it's it's of a higher standard than you could buy in the shops. And people just really don't have... People don't quite get what they're paying for when they go to the restaurant. They literally think they're just paying for that plate of food. So, like, 20 bucks for that, that's not worth it. And, like, they don't see all the rest of it. Mm. Like, it's just, um, people have a really weird perception of, of what they're paying for and the value. Yeah. It's, for me, the task of educating the public mm. on this issue is next to insurmountable, almost. That's, yeah. It's so fucking, true. like, like, because the thing is, is that we understand it. We, have friends and you know you guys have got colleagues and acquaintances and 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 the people we associated with understand it but we're in a bubble of people who know a fair bit about food and the average punter will go to a restaurant and like there's a lot of people who complain when coffee costs four dollars fifty instead of four dollars or four dollars thirty instead of four dollars and there's a lot of people that complain when anything on a menu is over thirty dollars, yeah, because that's been the big high price point forever since yeah, yeah. two thousand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's really fu- like it's such a fucking big task because everyone comes well, from a different level yeah. of education I mean, about food. I guess we want to like go the full way. Like it, it, it kind of goes into like it's a completely fucked up system. Like wages have stagnated, living costs have rise, food costs have rise. Everyone's got less like disposable income. Um, you know. People have like less you know, less access to, to money and, and to wealth in general, so that means it is tighter for everyone. So when you know, when we are saying like people have to pay more for food, you know your regular customer is like, well, fuck, I haven't got more money to pay for. Food. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I don't have um, exactly. Yeah, so, so yeah, it all, all kind of comes in this you know, the whole fucking system is fucked and kind of put against us a little mm. bit because of the you know, wealth inequality in, in the world and in mm. you know, Western countries. Bloody negative gearing. Yeah, isn't that legal yet? Is that legal no. Now? no, no, no. Still, still, no, still fine. No, yeah. yeah. Got the Liberal government in, mate. Thanks. Got that to great. Hang on to. So. Fuck me. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, let's leave our bitching about Colin Burris there. We, look, we obviously haven't solved anything, but I mean, it's a big story, and it, it does take us back to our first mm. episode. Uh, yeah, and fucking big ups to the Mercury for for breaking that because, yeah. like, it, it like. It, it fucking kicked off the story yeah, nationwide yeah, yeah, yeah. good yeah, old yeah. Illawarra Mercury yeah. so like Mercury should do a story Solid. on how the Mercury started yeah, the story yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> local, well, that's what you know, local journalism should be about yeah it's one of those things that the national media wouldn't pick up uh, until it becomes a big story and there's a celebrity you can attach to it yep 
All right. Um, look, we've been. This is this is longer than normal because we are fucking around, and that's fine. We've got a bit more time on it. We've got to keep going until I finish my beers. Are you going to finish your beers or not? You're not going to finish your beers. I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to finish them. Well, that's a waste, isn't it? Um. All right. Uh, let's wrap it up, boys. Does anyone want to look? This is we we, talk, we were talking about old school. Is there any recent dining experiences that anyone would like to share very quickly? Um, we spent a lot of time on this. <laughs> we went. Well, Mesa finished up with us recently. One of our former apprentices, um, now former apprentices, um, went to Esther with just the kitchen crew: me, Brado, Louis, and um, Mesa. And yeah, we had a fucking great time. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, yeah. Nathan Brindle, the head chef there, is fucking so good. Like yeah. I've, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about the guy and the food. Um, been a couple of times. This was by far the best though. Yeah, right. But I think like I think we got some hookups. Like we got yeah, yeah. a few extra courses, and um, then we got sent five different desserts as well. Like we were all like I couldn't even. Right. We went. We tried to go and have a schooner after it. And none of us could even fuck drink a beer. I left my yeah. beer. Like, I was so, so full. Um, they absolutely crushed us. We went straight to their cellar list and ordered three bottles. Um, so we had some fucking awesome wine as well. Um, but yeah, it was, it was so good. It was so good. Cool. Like, it, it is, it's definitely as good as, you know, the busyness and the hype and it, Still, after whatever four, four, yeah. four years, wasn't it? Something yeah. fucking, that's fucking good. Awesome. Simon? I was also in Sydney recently, and I got a delivery of uh, North Indian Curry Kitchen. Fuck yeah. And it was really good. Yeah, right. Yeah. What, 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 what'd you get? I can't remember my name. I just made that name up. Um, oh, okay. But I did have a really, really <laughs> We had had a few drinks. Well, yeah, it was after the Winers of the Year Award, so I've been tasting all day. Okay. Um, so that was delicious. Well, I, was one, I went to Polly the night before though, so that was probably something to talk about. Polly, <laughs> 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 Polly is really good. And um, you also had red rooster this morning, I hear. Yeah, I didn't plug him in that easy. The sponsored by. He couldn't um, eat it. No, I couldn't eat it. Yeah, I, oh, you didn't eat that was my guilty pleasure hangover food. Red it's a big old, big old thing of shit big chips. Big old rooster. Big old thing of shit chips and gravy, and you can just go like just stuff them into your mouth and get you some sustenance. And that only gets me going, but I literally couldn't eat it. I had, Big like, night. I had three chips and then thought I might be sick. So I had a little nap and then came in. Yeah, right. So I'm now going to, so next, po- ne- next podcast we'll talk about how uh, you can reheat Red Rooster and, and, <laughs> and keep some sort of quality. Oh, I'm exactly. saying now. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. taking it all I'm, back. I'm, I'm back. back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> that's the fucking clincher. As we said, we're going to professionalise the podcast for the next episode. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck it, I'm back in. Um, <laughs> no, Polly was legit though. Like I did some... Good things and some bad things and some stuff about it. Um, but why sort of the smaller snacky stuff like it's like barbecue sardines is like fucking and lamb's tongue like mm. those two things are great. Like I like reordered another round. Yeah, yeah, fuck right. Uh, I went to Polly. Really I went to Polly last week as well. Yeah, and as I was saying to you guys before that, white them. and ortiz anchovy toast. Yeah, they did that. was fucking, fucking good. White anchovies so much they they run out of that. One. Oh my god, that was so good. And yeah, I know. Like I was, I was sitting at the bar, so I couldn't. No, we take it all back. Fucking rip the take, bar. No, off. we take it all back. No. We're not plugging it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. Back to the rooster. <laughs> Shout out to Soph as well. Soph Brown, who works at um, who works at Polly, who yeah. comes and volunteers her time every fortnight, pretty much she to Hidden Harvest. Mm. Um, legend. Uh, yeah, and I was up there with Georgia, who is the Hidden Harvest, 
um, mm. Wasted Wednesday chef. We're actually, Tom's doing next Wednesday there. This Wednesday. This Is it this Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, right, fine. Yeah, have to prep all this food for him, won't I? Yeah, I'll plug that at the <laughs> end because I want to try to get people to go, go okay. there when we're like finished, finished. Yeah, um, I went to I went to Voudemont a few weeks ago mm-hmm. for a belated birth, birthday present that my family thirtieth birthday present that my family gave Good. to me. Thirty. Thirty. How old thirty. Thirty. I'm thirty two now. Yeah. Yeah. They promised me. They promised me a, a voucher um, for my thirtieth and never came through. So I hit him up. Yeah. I was like, "I'm going to be in Melbourne. Yeah. Is this happening?" Both and so, thank you to my thank you to my wonderful family. <laughs> the price has gone up significantly, and it was well, fucking so, great. Yeah. yeah, it was really, really, really. <laughs> so cool, should yeah. have fucking bought it earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, Way to be late. Mm. That's it. It's yeah, like, it looks pretty. It looks really exciting what they're doing there. Seems like they've had a bit of a revamp over the last year or two. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, it was just a really cool experience. It was like one of those long ass lunches. We were there from from midday to four pm or something like that. Twelve, fourteen courses, bit of theatrics, all fucking ridiculously good produce, really interesting food, and uh, yeah, just a really good experience. Good company. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but Voodoo was fucking awesome. Yeah, Simon's just sneezed and he's almost, he's almost dead. Um, okay, cool. Well, look, let's like, yeah, let's finish off. Uh, I'm going overseas this week on Thursday for three weeks. UK. I'm going to go to Italy for a little bit as well. Restaurants. I've I've got a list. I've got a list. It's hard to plan when you're going to go to places when you are also planning on being hungover. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I don't necessarily want to fucking book it in and deal with it. You just it, have man. to book it and deal with it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Deal with it. Hey. Just book it and then rock up to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 Set my example. So yeah, no, I've got a few places I'm going to check out. Uh, like, I mean, I think you have to, but I want to go to St John in London. Oh fuck yeah. Um, I also want to go to a restaurant called Spring in London uh, that Georgie used to work at. Uh, there's a bunch of other ones on my list. Uh, I'm going to be at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and I want to go to Fior, which apparently has like, well, uh, has ex-Cavo chef Lucas Duguid working there. Yes. And one. And B. Brad and, Brad and Jeannie mm. are going to be there. I don't know if they'll be there while I'm there, but then there's also a couple of mates from Canberra who work at Rockford that I think are going to be there as well. Yeah, so, yeah, Caitlin and Lucas. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Cause I don't know. For some reason, there's just like a lots of Australians yeah, at this yeah. place in Edinburgh. So, yeah, well, that, that's yeah, well, it's it's called, called Fox. Fox. Mm. Called oh, is, Fox this what, is that what you're talking about? Are they, so they're, they're, I'm talking about the restaurant called Fiora in Edinburgh. Yeah, guys from Canberra. Yeah, doing they're a, doing the Fox they've all, Yeah, organised like an Australian pop-up thing. Yeah. So they've got heaps of Australian booze. Yeah, there's and there's Doogie, there's fucking... I've seen one. Yeah, yeah. well, last time I spoke but to... But is that where they're doing it? Right? Yes, in Scotland, yeah. 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 Well, last, I, I spoke to Luke about it, he had no idea about it, so classic Doogie. <laughs> I was like, they're you know about the Australian pop-ups going on? No. No one's told you about that? No. So anyway, that's me. I'm going overseas. And so, yeah, like Simon and I will be back with the podcast in three weeks. Mm. Um, Let's plug, I want to plug Hidden Harvest again. Um, Just a fucking bunch of legends and the Wasted Wednesday dinners that are on fortnightly. So Tom's going to be cooking at the next one, which Mm. will be this Wednesday, the 11th of August. Uh, Yeah, Tom's taking over. But the last few have just been sick. Like just such a good vibe. Um, three course, 
meal made from rescued food, pay as you feel, BYO, live music, awesome vibe. Uh, kids welcome for sure as well. Like if people, you know, want to come out with, with their youngins, definitely come in as well. Um, it's, it's really fun and it's a really cool space and that the space up there, Society City needs Wollongong's support mm-hmm. to, to, yeah. to continue to thrive. So More get importantly, up I'll, there. I'll be there on the 21st, I think. Simon will be there on the 21st of August. That's, oh. the one, that's the one to go to. I won't even, I won't even be there, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Talking me. Um, and then me and Georgia have also been talking about, uh, doing, a special little like hidden harvest dinner uh, as well, where we might try to try to utilize a restaurant on a night they're closed potentially or something like that, and do something a little bit special uh, with food waste. Potentially, like a lot of what hidden harvest does is very plant based, um, but sort of stepping outside that and doing some seafood and animal product waste um, education and mm. pre- preparation. Um, but we haven't really finalized any details yet, but that's something to look out for and we'll talk about it in the next, um, podcast. Uh, I want to plug, well, actually, nah, fuck that. I was going to plug my radio show, but I'm going to be gone for three weeks, so let's not worry about it. Um, (laughs) guys, anything else you guys want to talk about before we finish off? No, just, Um, uh, thanks for the good time. Thanks for the memories. I want to thank the listeners. Um, yeah. yeah, there's like, the, 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 yeah, that's oh, the yeah, thing. Like, <laughs> man, we have listeners and, and there's people that, you know, that I, but like I, I was at night parrot on Saturday night and I met a guy that I'd never met before in my life who mm. listens to the podcast and really appreciated what we do. And that's the reason why we do it. So mm. all of you out there who actually listen to this and enjoy it and support it. Yeah. It's anyone who doesn't listen yeah, to yeah. it and who Thanks isn't going to hear this. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's why we do it. And fucking, like, thanks for sticking with us. And, you know, we're going to keep, like, Simon and I are going to keep doing it. And who knows where it's going to go. But, mm. you know, it's worth it for us. And Any we're glad that you enjoy it. Very, uh, appreciate as well. Any what? Name suggestions? Any name. Yeah, well, we'll have a new name by the time we get yeah. back. So, yeah. Fuck Spiders. Yeah. Fuck Spiders. Yeah. I realized I'd be like that. All right, we out. Can I drop that mic? Is that yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, you can drop the mic. All right. Um, Just, you can tap it over. That's it. Don't go, don't go breaking it. As usual, oh, visit okay. visit Quicksand Food, Cavo Restaurant, Babyface Kitchen, Two Smoking Barrels for all your social media needs. And uh, thanks for supporting us. This is the last episode of The Gong Show, fellas. Fucking let's cheers to that with all of Simon's love. <laughs> yeah. Pick your favourites. Cheers, Simon. Simon. Yeah, cheers. cheers. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. Oh. Thank you, Smash